welcome back to my podcast, Live a Little, where we dive deeper into what it truly means to live your life for God. Um, this is going to be a bit of a vulnerable episode, something a little bit different. I wanted to wait to post another episode on my podcast until I've really worked through some things in my personal life. Um, this semester has been really hard, as I'm sure it is for everybody, but definitely complicated. I always say that during high school, I feel like every other week I'm learning a new life lesson, and that's definitely what's been going on. Um, so, like I said, I don't know if I already said this. Yeah, <laughs> today is going to be a little bit more vulnerable. Um, so if you guys didn't already know, I am obsessed with the Enneagram. It is a personality test with nine different types. I really got into the Enneagram in March, and I decided I best fit under the category of a type two. I took the test and formed my answers perfectly, so the test would also tell me that I was a two. Here recently, after many unfortunate events, I have discovered that I lean more to a type 3 wing 2. A type 3 is the achiever and a 2 is the helper, so I am a type 3 um, achiever with a wing of a type 2 helper. The deadly sin of a type 3 is deceit, and it's something I believe everyone has battled with before, just some more than others. I want everyone to like me. And I don't want them to know my flaws without me telling them first or asking for their advice directly. I hate unsolicited advice, even though I feel like that's what I'm doing right now is giving you guys unsolicited advice. Um, but I guess you can choose to click on the podcast. I feel like people can see right through me and I and see all of my sin that I try to co perfectly cover up. And I even con convince myself that it's not there, which is deceit. That leads me right into the topic of today's episode. We're going to be talking about the importance of accepting criticism. I avoid criticism at all costs. In the past, I have um, I picked friends that I know have so much going on in their lives that they won't have time to notice the sin in mine. I surround myself with people who only need things from me that pour nothing back. That they will never. That way, they will never tell me what I need to fix. See how unhealthy that is. I even sometimes push away friends that benefit me and grow towards me. I push away boyfriends that could benefit me or grow grow me as a per person. Um, and sometimes when I do get my feelings hurt, this is horrible. <laughs> I make up that person to my um, to my parents or whatever, like especially boyfriends, mostly boyfriends where I'm like, he hurt me so much. Or I'm like, oh, maybe I didn't like really open up to him. T stuff like that. That's very vulnerable, but now you know. <laughs> so this year I have had to prioritize friendships because of the pandemic and limiting the people I'm around. During, during this time, I've been with only close friends, fellow believers who are on similar, similar walks as I am. These people have challenged me. They have seen my flaws and not let me bury them. I want to have, <clears throat> I want to have, um, oh my goodness, I lost my spot because the computer keeps going off, but I'll just say it again. <laughs> so this year I've prioritized friendships because of the pandemic and limiting the people I'm around. During this time, I have been with only close friends, fellow believers who are on similar walks as I am. These people have challenged me. They have seen my flaws and not let me bury them. I want to have this perfect goody goody Christian girl persona, but I am not perfect. I have many flaws. Recently, my friends have pointed out a great flaw in me that I have buried so deep I don't even look at it. And when it was brought to the surface, I wanted to scream, run, and accuse. I was getting text messages from my friends, and I was like, oh, my goodness, they discovered this thing in me. Like, and it wasn't like this big of a deal, but it was hurtful because I was like, oh, no, I've been discovered <laughs> as, you know, not this perfect person that I guess I never really was, but I just had this idea in my mind. So, 
Um, um, and when it when it was brought to the surface, I wanted to scream, run, and accuse. I wanted to tell all of my friends their flaws. I started to lie to cover it all up, but the evidence was there. There was no way of getting out of it. I was trapped. My friends told me that I needed to correct the pattern I had been living in. They told me it is hurting them and me, and I think I'm better than them. And that that they think that I'm better than this, which was something big that of one of them to tell me was they think that I'm better than this situation and that I should overcome it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, trying to pretend it didn't happen, try and cover everything up. And they were right. So why am I telling you this? Because this year I've been scared. I've done self-discovery like no other year before. And seniors, what an awesome head start to start we have had on college because we have had isolation to try and break old habits that we don't need following us to our adult years in college life. So as fellow believers, surrounding ourselves with friends that can love us through our brokenness and point out our flaws is such a great blessing. When given criticism, look at it as guidance, correct your flaws, then move forward. Do not live in shame. Come forward and ask for forgiveness. I hate it. It stinks. I want to look like the most put together and most righteous person. However, if we read Matthew in Matthew 9, um, it's a story um, of Jesus and he's hanging out with sinners and people um, who are not the most righteous in the town. They were actually tax collectors. And at that time, they were really frowned upon to even associate yourself with. So in Matthew 9, chapter 12, or 9, verse 12, it says, On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. So I think that's so interesting because you know, I'm a follower of Jesus. I am not a perfect person. I struggle. I make terrible decisions. I am deceitful. I hide the things I go through. But Jesus didn't come here to save me. Why would I need saving if I was already perfect? You know, Jesus came here to save um, the sinners, not to call the righteous. Um, so believers, love one another. Um love one another, gracefully challenge one another, one another, build each other up. My friend showed Christ-like behavior by meeting me where I am, but not letting me stay there. It showed me love and strength. I hate being in the wrong, but sometimes, most of the time, I am. In First Peter, you hear the birds in the background. <laughs> in First Peter chapter 1, um, verse 22, it says, now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. My friends showed this love. They they saw me. They care about me. And instead of just being like, oh, this thing that she's going through is really annoying us. Let's just leave her. They were like, let's talk to her about it. And that was like, whoa, big for me. Um, I heard a pastor say that the goal of saint sanctification is not perfection. It's progress. So take criticism and use it to better yourself as a follower and as a servant of Christ. Christ Jesus. I think that's so perfect. Let me read that one more time. Um, the goal of sanctification is not perfection. It's progress. So pointing at your flaws is not ruining you. It's just helping you get better. It's adding progress. You're never going to be perfect. There's always going to be something that you need to continue to work on. Me, every single day, there's something new that is pointed out. Um, so let's not live in that shame. Let's um, begin our progress of becoming better okay so i know this is kind of all over the place it feels like but i hope that it benefit you um i feel like 
I kind of stumbled over my words a little bit, but it's been a while since I've made a podcast. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm just going to pray for us really fast, and then that's all. I mean, it's going to be like, go hang out with I don't even know what to say. Like, go to your small group. Like, what? Maybe you could go to a small group. Maybe start a Bible study or something. Okay, let's just pray. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for today, Lord. Um, it was just Thanksgiving, Lord. I just am so thankful for everything that you do for us, Lord. Um, our world is very broken right now. I think we're definitely in the need in the need for a revival, Lord. So I just pray that um, us Christians can come together as believers, Lord, and that we can be united in the love that we have for you, Lord, and that we can show other people that love for you, Lord. I, I know that um, it feels really divided in the U.S. right now with um, you know, whether or not you're a Republican, whether or not you're a Democrat, Lord, but I hope that the thing that is most important to us that we have in common, Lord, um, is our love for you, Lord. And I just pray that we can show other people this example of love, Lord, and that we can leave a legacy of love wherever we go, Lord. And I pray this all in Christ Jesus' name. A to the men. Mm-hmm.